and welcome to the very first episode of Tales of Me. My name's Abby May and we're going to be taking a little rummage through my life. Stories will include, but are not limited to, stolen quad bikes, offensive tattoos, triple life leading blaggers and old lady shagging sloths. I genuinely did believe that I was living a standard life. But like I said, there is only so many times you can hear, bloody hell abs, you couldn't write it. Before you have to wonder if maybe there's something to it, you know, like if I should tell my stories and if the world need to hear them. So I thought, I'll write a blog, that'll be nice and easy. Then I remembered my dad's the head of the grammar police and I do not need to disappoint him anymore, which I would have, because I really can't spell and I never got the hang of commas. And you definitely need commas in a story this good. Plus, if you're telling a decent story, it's naturally gonna turn into, I don't know, like 30 side stories, and they're gonna be a lot easier to follow on here. Although, having said that, if you do lose it a little bit, I wouldn't worry too much. It's my life, and I have got no idea what's going on. When I thought about it, and I decided to make a podcast, I got really excited. I got my notebook out and I started jotting things down from my life. You know, all the little bits that got me to where I am today. And really, the signs were there. Like, I'm not entirely sure I was ever leading a normal life. So with it being so messy and so scrambled, I thought, where am I even gonna begin? Now, let's be honest. The only place to start a story is right at the very beginning. So we're gonna take it back to my childhood when I was sweet and innocent and nothing could go wrong. But like I said, the signs were there. So I'm just gonna let my mum tell this one. Okay, so I decided for my very first episode we should start at the very beginning. So I've got my mum to tell some stories from when I was a child because it appears that I was actually a little bit of a handful and where is a better place to start than right at the beginning where everything started to go wrong from the age of four months. <laughs> go on then, what did I do? What did I possibly do at four months? Well. I worked nights so that you didn't have to have a child mind or any of you. And when Jess was four months old, she used to um, come to bed with me in the morning um, and have a morning nap that lasted till lunchtime. She'd then sit in her cot and have her lunch and then she'd have a sleep till mid-afternoon. So I actually got about five or six hours sleep after a night duty. So when I had you, I thought it'd be the same, but it wasn't the same. You didn't have a morning nap, you had your lunch, you wouldn't have an afternoon nap, you wouldn't go to bed early. But I feel like that's potentially where my creativity started. Yeah, you could call it that, yeah. Um, so that's when we decided that I'd stay on the night, but maybe we would find a childminder for you during the day, but... That really didn't work out very well at all. You were about a year old when you went to a lady in the village. She'd only just moved to the village and she'd got another child. And um, 
and that only lasted less than a month because um, you either screamed the whole time that you wanted to come home to your mum or you beat the living daylights out of her child and um, you know quite understandably she didn't think that was worth the money I was paying her so I, I we went back to square one where I then split my nights and just accepted that I wasn't going to sleep during the day um, and that went on till you were well actually till you were at school I feel like that was probably a better idea but you didn't stop getting me childminders did you no, because then I, it was too exhausting <laughs> to do two or three nights a week split and have all that many days the next day where I couldn't have sleep. So we tried again and we got a lovely girl in from the village. She wasn't, I think she must have been mid-twenties at the time. And I came home from work one day, about three days in, so it done quite well. And she was in tears. And I said to her, whatever's the matter? She said, it's your Abby. I went, oh, Lord, what's she done now? She said she told me I was frumpy and boring. And Was that, she frumpy and boring, though? Well, yeah, I suppose you could have described her <laughs> as frumpy and boring. But it... Mm, yeah, I don't like talking about people behind their back, but it wasn't really the thing to say to her face either. And um, she quit after two weeks because the next week I came home, she was in tears again. Oh, God, well, now what she said to you. And she said she asked me if I'd got a boyfriend and she's been really sweet. And we were having this lovely conversation. But when I said no, she curled her lip and went, are you really surprised? <laughs> now, if you hadn't gathered at this point, um, mum's not actually told me half of these stories. So I I'm not fully aware of how bad I was when I was a child. I think the funniest thing about that situation is I am now late 20s <laughs> and I am single. Not just single, but royally single, as you will find out in uh, some of the episodes to come. How single I am. Okay, carry on then, because we've still got a little bit of a gap of childmind just till the ones that I can remember, if I'm honest. Yeah, well, she had to go then because she said she couldn't stand, uh, what was it, five or six-year-old making her face her insecurities. <laughs> 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 so she had to go for the sake of her own mental health, which is also quite funny, as you'll be talking about that, I should think, going forward. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but now I'm into CBT and mental health things. Probably looking back, obviously that's what I wanted to do and yeah. she needed to face her insecurities <laughs> yeah. and I, I knew which way my life was panning out at five years old. Right, who was next? Um, then there was a young girl and I thought we were really posh to have her because I don't know if you remember, there was somebody who lived in a nearby hall and I went to her quite a bit and massaged her. And um, there was some quite famous, her husband was a famous composer and she writes um, cartoons for a newspaper. So they were quite famous and quite well to do. And her family were Catholics like my mum's family. So I thought I'm really in here. And I used to go round on a Sunday when they had house parties and, and uh, do their massaging and things. So I was really glad to be climbing the social ladder. And then when her, um, nanny left because it was too many hours for her she agreed to come and work for us and i thought yep we're there we've made it 
I've got the same nanny as this lady. Now, you upset her as well. She said she couldn't even tell me the thing she said. She just said she's a bitch. No way, she didn't say that about a child because... She did say that about a child. I was small and cute and I had near on white hair and Nan said I was angelic. Yeah, to look at. (laughs) (laughs) You were, you were like a little doll. And I don't think... um, People could quite believe the change once you opened your mouth. To be I honest. didn't like having. I can't remember any of this, but I know I didn't like having childminders. You forgave her in the end because she did a good French plat. All right. So how long did she actually last? She then? lasted. She probably lasted about six months. She actually left in the end because she was going to get married and so she went to do a job in a supermarket with her husband to save money for a deposit. Right, so that one wasn't actually my fault, was it? Well, no, but you did upset her in the beginning. You did have her in tears. Right, so... Yeah, but sometimes you have to understand what people are giving to you in life and if she was giving me a decent French plat, because that wasn't something you were good at, was it? No, I couldn't do French plats. No, that was her saving grace, but she was aware that that was her saving grace. I mean, she was like, thank goodness I found something. She's all right now, and and that oh, that's what I do to calm her down. Why would why don't we do your hair, Abby? Correct answer. It'd probably still calm me down now. Yeah, to be yeah. So so that was all right. And then we had a lady. She worked up on the camp, and um, I don't really know how I got to know her. And she came to the house was she the next one is this this the one that at the age that i can remember yeah i did not like her. you did not like her and Uh, i came home one day and there you were you'd locked yourself in the kitchen because you could lock the door from the inside um or the outside so that we could stop because the dogs could open the kitchen door and get into the rest of the house so you'd gone into the kitchen locked the door and i walked in to hear you screaming like really screaming you are here to entertain me not to tell me what to do who do you think you are i'm going to speak to my mother about sacking you she said well your mother can't do that and she said do you work for her or don't you and so she said, well, yes. She said, and you were saying, well, then you work for me as well. <laughs> what a savage little child. And then she said to me, well, the thing is, she said, um, if she was going to school in Germany, she never would have been allowed to get to this stage. I said, what's that got to do with anything? We're not in Germany. No, but the the, the um, education system is much stricter out there and I think she would benefit from somebody <laughs> being a bit stricter with her. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. was well behaved at school, though. I wasn't... <laughs> oh, yeah, well, we're moving on from childminders to school teachers next, aren't we? Primary school, I was well behaved. Yeah, primary school you were. I think let's just finish off with this childminder because I can remember she was irritating yeah she yes but you didn't sack her and i can remember actively trying to get oh she held on didn't she she did hold on me and me and jess and and heidi got involved in that one as well and jess is one of jess's favorite memories is when we were walking home from school once and me and heidi ran off in front and hid behind a wall so we were in her care and on a main road she thought she'd lost us still didn't get rid of her though did it 
No. Do you know what got what? rid of her in the end? No. I got rid of her in the end because she said, I suppose not cleaning your bathroom sink often enough is a side effect of working full time. Oh, she's... Just and then that was just too much for me. I mean, I'm imagining it is side effect of working full time. Or just not liking housework, one of the two, but... Oh, she was a silly cow and her kid was up himself as well no. I mean well done to him smart kid I, I'm assuming he's probably done well in life but oh yeah I, no I couldn't tolerate them I didn't did not like her at all you liked it when she played the guitar for you but that's music thing and again you just have to I like it when people play guitar for me now the amount of men I've dated because they can play guitar or have some sort of talent is probably why I'm still single so yeah can also remember when I don't know who it was that used to look after me, but it used to piss me off when you would do massage in the front room and people would be all up in my grill about being quiet and staying out of the way and you can't go in there and you can't do this and you can't do that. Well, that would have been her at one point when I was doing the massage. Um, and um, But the only other one who ever, and I can name her, um, the only other one who could control you was Jane. Yeah, well, see, Jane, I can remember when when I was little, and this was you, and you took me for my injections at the doctor's. <laughs> and I can remember this. I don't know how old I was or what injection it was, but I ran round that doctor's room. I ran rings around you and the doctor, and neither of you could grab me or, or whatever. And bloody hell, you screwed me right over because you just sent me back in with Jane. <laughs> <laughs> I sat there, and I'm. To be honest, I'm surprised I still got a lolly or a sticker or whatever it was that I got. But I can remember, and I was, I was so put out that you'd thought to do it. You sent me back in, and Jane you said, didn't... "Right, and you're going to sit and behave now, aren't you?" And and I, did, okay, yeah, I'll sit and behave. And another day that Jane saved your bacon, and I have. Oh, I've never been so angry. You promised me, you would pick me up from school promised me and I walk out into the playground and who do I see there that stupid cow child minder and I said no not today I'm not going with you mum promised me she said oh well she sent me to pick you up I said I don't care I'm, I'm not going she promised me and I think the teachers got involved because I was I'm not going with her I don't need to go with her and um Jane came and said will you go with her if I walk home with you too I said, fine, I will. And all you wanted, to, all she was doing was walking me. You were at home. She said, oh, your mum's at home. I said, I'm not walking home with you. I've no interest in it. Not today. It's not your day and I don't want to see your face. Um, I really hated her, to be honest. Talking about her is bringing up some emotions that apparently I'm still not over it. <laughs> <laughs> I think she traumatised me. Um, and that was the day that when I got home, you'd actually bought Jenny, the Dalmatian everyone that they they named Jenny which I also thought was a bit harsh because my best friend from primary school had just left and her name was Jenny and I was like oh, we'll, we'll replace her with a dog that's fine um well Jane named her <laughs> did she yeah savage savage lady yeah so there was that but I was well behaved at, at primary school I didn't really put a foot out of line really not at, not at school. No, Jess school. was the naughty one at primary school. And then, you know, then high school obviously happened, but 
we'll talk about that in a in a well we can talk about it a little bit now if you want to or we can talk about that in another episode episode. i think to be honest that's a full episode in itself i think it is yeah i think the way that i saw high school and the way you saw high school were quite different but i mean we've always had quite a quite an open relationship haven't we in the sense of i i talk to my mum every morning and every afternoon on the phone apart from at the weekends when she's got something better to do then i don't hear from her um yeah but this but is I, a, this is a weekend remember yeah and just so you all know she's in my bubble so it's fine <laughs> um but this is only only for the benefit of the podcast normally i don't hear from mum on the weekend really <laughs> no. to be fair to her she does drag me to all my gigs and stuff and the world isn't going mad um but the one big thing that happened at school and I did I mean there are a lot of little things and like I say we'll touch on that in another episode because my high school years were I went from angelic shy couldn't you you know could cry at the thought of being on the bus and and my big sister having to look after me and get me on the bus and you know really being overwhelmed by high school to absolute devil child and then I nearly regained it back, didn't I? And I nearly got prefect in the end. Very nearly. I, I, I worked very hard to undo all of the hard all of the bad things that I'd done. And then lamped someone and called a teacher the C word. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, and I well, I mean, at least you found out from me before the school, so I whacked out my mobile that I shouldn't have had. <laughs> And I rang my big sister who was having lunch with you and dad at the time. And I said, you might want to tell mum to come to the school. (laughs) She said, why? And I said, because she'll be called in in 10 minutes. And um, yeah, I got suspended that day, didn't I? You did. And then can you remember, we went out. We went, um, you didn't agree with me being suspended. Because as it turns out, I called in the C word and I called him a perv. And he was a perv. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um. And then they told you, and I mean, I was in trouble until they told you, I can remember this, the, the, what got me out of it, and I was I was buzzing, was they told you that they thought the internet was to blame and you should monitor my internet and, and you should have kept me off the internet and I wouldn't have hit people if, it, and you said, right, I'm not having that. So we went out for lunch. I had a lovely day. <laughs> <laughs> went to the cafe, went out for lunch. Okay, so I think that's probably... Enough. Well, you can see where it all started, can't Enough you? for one day, yeah. I mean, I was I was always quite... Was I well-behaved for you? Yeah, you, you were always... Um, you've always had a vicious tongue if you think people are doing you wrong. Yeah, that hasn't gone. No, it hasn't gone. People are usually doing me wrong, though. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah, I I always, I I mean, I know I didn't like having childminders. I know I got rid of a few. Um, But my first, my first um, attack on lady is if I attacked someone for being single in her 20s. Oh, how the tables have turned. Because do you know what? I'd probably lamp a child if if they came (laughs) at me and called me frumpy. Or, you know, attacked me for being single. You never played Gary up. James Gary, you always liked Gary. But we had quite a good, um, good relationship with their family in general, didn't we? 
So they they used to come and spend a lot. We used, we spent a lot of time with them, didn't we? Yeah. Really. One of the one of the best childhood memories I can remember is when Paul got his first mobile and he was I don't know how old he would have been because obviously that was like a new thing. And I mean this phone was a was a brick, but he wasn't used to having it. And we got one of those slip and slide things with the tunnel that you went through that sprayed all the water. And he came at it and he um went through this tunnel with this phone in his pocket. He said, oh, no, I've got my new mobile in my pocket. But obviously it survived because it was well, yeah, robust. They're not sensitive like they are now. They weren't, were they? No, I mean, he full-on launched himself on top of it and took it yeah. through a wet, soapy... So you should have him on here because he, he also had problems with childminders. Um, and, and that's why Joan and I came up with the thing where, like, she had all of you, I had her boys... And for many years after the childminder debacle with you, that's how we did it. Because you didn't play her or Gary up. And no boys didn't play me or um, dad up. So that's how we did it. That makes a lot of sense. And we even had, I don't know when, when dad was then at home with you, or he was at home, wasn't he? And we even had, um, he even looked after um, Paul and David's cousins. Do you remember that? can't remember any of that. Lydia's I can, brothers. I can remember... Oh, did he? Yeah. Because well, obviously we were, I was friendly with Lydia. But I can remember there's some crossovers of, um, like, things that happened when we were kids. Because obviously Toby went to Bev. And we went to... I've, I'd gone to Bev's, but I can never quite remember if I was at Bev's for... For that purpose or whatever, just because me and Heidi no, were friends. No, yeah, she and did. Then... Once she could fit you in after school, she had you. You also went to Carol's, didn't you? Oh, and that was another thing where you were absolutely point blank refused to eat your tea because um, she would only give children water to drink with their tea, not even squash. Oh, no, I hate And she water. said, I'm not eating my tea. And she said, why not? She said, you you said, you're sitting there with your tea and a glass of wine and you give me water. I have, um, again, that was back to um, my mum pays you for this. Do you know what? Fighting for human rights from the yeah. very off, mum. From the very off, yeah. And you were like, and, and um, she's... What this is, is creativity and justice. She was saying, well, I don't give it to my children, so I can't give it to you. She said, oh, you said, I'm not your child. I'm child-minded and my mum pays for me to come here and she always gives us squash with our tea. I want squash. You know what? I don't think I'm wrong. And Bev used to give me squash with my tea, I'm sure. A Bev. And and um, crisps on chicken, that was my favourite. Oh, yeah. Thing. Yeah, but Bev was... Um... But then at one point, I don't know, but then after school, this I don't think this was a care thing. I think this was just by the time that me and Heidi were sort of best friends by that point. Um, she used to come round after school and Dad, this was the funniest thing. So this is by the point that Dad was at home for us and um, she'd come round after school and systematically eat a full pack of biscuits. And <laughs> Dad in the end said, I'm not... I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah, he he come out one day with these biscuits on the plate, and I said, "Dad, it's a bit posh. What's going on?" He said, "I can't afford to feed Heidi a pack of biscuits every night anymore." <laughs> <laughs> she would, she'd do two if there was two packs there. That always used to wind me up because I was a fat child by that point, wasn't I? I was a chubby one, but I, then I also think that there's some 
some of that that went into the whole high school days, which I'll leave for now. Any, um, before we go, any notes that we want to leave this on? In a word, how would you describe me as a child? A nightmare. Thanks. <laughs> I'm going to ring Nan and ask her to put her input in that because she she honestly looks at it through rose-tinted glasses. Well, she does. And, and, and just one last thing, because Grandma's not here to speak for herself, you know, when she used to describe you as misunderstood, she didn't mean you misunderstood she's actually an angel. She did. She didn't. No, she knew I was terrible, but I was still... Yeah. I'm going there. I'm sorry. I'll argue with all of the cousins. I was grandma's favourite. But, you know, grand- I think grandma quite liked it. I think she liked the little bit of feistiness in me because I probably learnt it from her. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in fairness, yeah. she knew what was right and what was wrong. And if she wanted squash with her dinner, she'd have had it yeah. right to the very end. So, yeah. Okay. Right, well, we'll leave it there then, Mum. Thanks for that. Um... As you can see, that's that's where it started. That's where it all started to go wrong. Um, I've apparently always been the type of person that wants what I want when I want it. Um, and that's the very beginning. So we're going to leave that there and say goodbye to my mother. See you later. <laughs> As it turns out, from five years old, I was a sassy little mare who spoke her mind and knew exactly what she wanted. As you can imagine, as I've gone through life, this hasn't always panned out that well for me. Now, I did say we needed to start at the beginning, and it is useful to know that I've always come with attitude. But let's face it, you're here for the juicy bits. And by juicy bits, I mean my stupidly entertaining and tragic love life. And when I say entertaining, I mean for everyone that's not me. I'd hate to disappoint you. So up next is the controlling and old lady shagging sloth. Frankly, this is where the shit show really begins. So if you've got this far, congratulations. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time for more Tales of Me.